Okay. I know Mitch McConnell has said it. What I'm telling you is I don't know what it means. I'm not sure what this could be referring to. I don't possibly know enough about Senate procedure to know what Mitch McConnell means by, if you get rid of the filibuster, I'm going scorched earth. But oh my goodness, is Mitch McConnell not happy? Which makes you wonder exactly what's happening regarding the filibuster. Are Democrats like like, uh, Joe Manchin caving on this? And if so, are we going to be seeing the nuclear, the very nuclear, very angry cocaine Mitch? Let's dig in. Tony Katz, Tony Katz today. So good to be with you. Facebook, Tony Katz Radio. Be sure to like the page. Get the podcast at TonyKatz.com. Just click on the upper right. It says podcast and subscribe or follow it. I greatly appreciate it. It was a piece over at National Review. Zachary Evans. McConnell warns Democrats of scorched earth Senate if filibuster is removed. So what McConnell is saying is that he can use, he will use every rule available to move conservative policies if Democrats eliminate the filibuster. Now, let's make sure we all are on the same page regarding the filibuster. When the Senate wants to engage a vote, the Senate needs something called cloture, right? C-L-O-T-U-R-E. That's what they need. Cloture is is the parliamentary procedure that ends a debate and brings about the vote. Right? That's what we're talking about here. So we're discussing whether or not that 60-vote threshold has to be achieved so they can get to the vote. Now, the vote can be 51. You only need 50 plus 1. It can be 50-50, and you have the tiebreaker from the Vice President Kamala Harris. That's how important the Georgia runoffs were. That's how important... So what the discussion here is, by getting rid of the filibuster, which is unlimited debate, by eliminating that, you could have these 50 plus one situations all day, all night, all the time. What McConnell is saying is that if this happens... We're going to go to town, and we are not going to be fun to deal with. You know why they call him Cocaine Mitch, right? He was running for a re-election, and uh, there there was a a guy running against him who made the claim um, that Mitch McConnell was involved in, in the cocaine business or had an association to it, and things were coming over from China. So his team just said, all right, we'll call him Cocaine Mitch. They call him Cocaine Mitch, we'll call him Cocaine Mitch. And now he's Cocaine Mitch. See, they tried to change it to Moscow Mitch, but that was just totally, totally lame. Not even supposed to be here today. Right, who would want that ridiculous kind of name? Cocaine Mitch, hot damn. So he's saying on the floor of the Senate, let me be very clear. See if you can find this audio, producer Ari. Let me say this very clearly for all 99 of my colleagues. Nobody serving in this chamber can even begin to imagine what a completely scorched earth Senate would look like. 
Well, let me tell you, in the world of the Senate, that's some threat stuff right there. You got a nice uh, chamber of uh, Congress here. Nice house here. Be a shame if something happened to it. Right? It's, for, for members of Congress, that's rough and tumble talk. I believe when he says nobody serving this chamber can even begin to imagine what a completely scorched Senate would look like. If I were to bring that into 2021 kind of parlance, a kind of uh, a way to say things, uh, I, I believe what he's saying is, bitches, listen up. That I'm pretty sure that's how it translates. You'll have to check with Urban Dictionary or Google Translate in order to find out for sure. As soon as Republicans wound up back in the saddle, we wouldn't just erase every liberal change that hurt the country. We'd strengthen America with all kinds of conservative policies with zero input from the other side. It's also saying that Republican majority Senate would pass national right to work legislation, defund Planned Parenthood and sanctuary cities on day one. Is that right? Yes, 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 yes. What are you waiting for? This is everything Trump ever needed. <laughs> this is everything he possibly wanted. The argument he's making, of course, is one that has um, a, a profound nature to it. He's saying that when you make these decisions, political left, do not expect us to live by some rule that you don't. If it is to end, it will end by your hand. And then you will regret everything that comes next. This was Mitch McConnell saying it about Harry Reid. If you get rid of the filibuster on Supreme Court nominees, you will regret it. And they didn't regret it once, not even twice. They regretted it thrice. That's three times for those of us playing the home game. This is what Mitch McConnell is laying down. Now, what's interesting is that it's very obvious that it won't be Mitch McConnell. There is talk that in Kentucky, they're actually working behind the scenes to figure out how they can decide on the Republican side who a replacement would be. Right? The governor of Kentucky is Andy Bashir, a Democrat. So they're trying to figure this out, how they can rewrite the laws of Kentucky and get it passed and then deal with any levels. I mean, I'm not an expert on the Kentucky General Assembly there or legislature. Could they deal with vetoes and this and that? So they, the Republicans, can decide who the next, who the replacement would be, or at least uh, here's a group of replacements that you can pick from. This because, well, Mitch McConnell's never been well. And he did win re-election, but he is 78. And there are real practical applications at play about what you're going to have to do when life does what it is life does and Mitch McConnell can no longer go on or is not around to go on. So I wonder if this is Mitch McConnell just being pretty upset if this is Mitch McConnell reminding Cinema and Mansion that the pendulum doth swing, 
Or is this Mitch McConnell looking at the rest of the Republican Party and say, look, I know y'all think I look like a turtle. I know y'all think that I'm just some kind of slack-jawed yokel. I know y'all think I don't have the strength. Listen to what I'm telling you about how you have to handle these things. I'm the guy who wouldn't give Merrick Garland a hearing. Maybe I know how to be tough. You better be paying attention because I'm not always going to be here, kids. I'm not always going to be here to hold your hand and get you to the vote. You're going to have to handle some of these things on your own, like big boys and big girls with your big boy and big girl pants. So here, let me show you how it's done one more time. And then, and then you're going to have to do the rest. That is, this is crazy harsh. And honestly, I don't know what's going to happen. I, I will say to you, I don't know what it is that Kristen Cinema of Arizona gets by going forward with this. Nor do I necessarily know what Joe Manchin gets in terms of his voters. Now, Joe Manchin, as I've argued many times, there is no one across the country who has more name ID than Joe Manchin. It doesn't exist. Joe Manchin's name ID in West Virginia, no one comes close. You don't have the name ID in your house that Joe Manchin has in West Virginia. Could it be possible that he could be somebody who doesn't protect the filibuster and uh, turns people off and creates an opportunity to lose an election? Look, I guess it's possible, but man, you are... You are really reaching, really reaching if you, if, if, if you think that's possible. I don't know if that's necessarily the same for cinema in Arizona. Yes, she beat Martha McSally, but beating Martha McSally is kind of what you do in Arizona. The former Republican senator, the former Republican congresswoman, who we all have learned she can do things and be kind of effective when she's in the job, but she can't run a campaign to save her life. She can't do it. It's obvious. I would say this to her and to her staff. Now, if you say to me, I wouldn't, uh, I, I will tell you this story. I believe producer Ari was in the room. Oh, God. When it happened. Oh, I know this story. It's true. Uh, we had a candidate in my beloved Indianapolis. Oh, this was terrible. Who ran for mayor. This was so mean. I want you to know that everything I say on air comes from the heart. I make nothing up. I do not lie. I do not lie. I grew up as a kid who lied to myself all the time. And the day I stopped lying to myself, everything got better. I do not lie to anyone because I do not lie to myself. At all. In any way. And the Republican who ran for mayor of, of Indianapolis, who was a nice enough guy, ran quite possibly the worst campaign I have ever seen for anything and let go of people who I thought were the only competent people who were part of that campaign. Quite literally, the, a campaign so bad that it cannot be measured by man. And just days before the election, came on the show, right? And, and started talking to me about how, how they're gonna be a good turnout, they think it's gonna be all right. 
Uh, lost lost the vote. I think it was it was seventy to thirty, right? I don't even know if they if they got thirty percent of the vote. When they were in my studio, we were nose to nose. His staff was around him, this campaign staff, and I said to him, "Sir, if I were you." I would take your campaign staff to the tallest building and throw them out a window. That's how bad they are. That's how bad your campaign has been. I don't know what you're thinking. I said that with the staffers in the room. Did I or did I not, Producer Ari? No, that's, that's exactly what happened. I, 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 I don't lie to anybody. Martha McSally can't campaign. I don't think she's a bad person. We might agree or disagree on a couple of stylistically, uh, stylistic things. But with with all the clarity in the world, that woman can't campaign to save her life. But if she was running again, if, if, if there was another Republican to run against Senator Kristen Sinema, who, for a woman who we thought was a socialist, has been pretty interesting in, in her ways. I mean, still way too left for my liking, but has been at least interesting. She's going to have to deal with the ramifications of doing away with the filibuster. It's hard to pressure Mansion. It's easier to pressure Cinema. So we'll see what they do. In the meantime, Mitch. I love he's letting you know what the future's going to bring. I like it when he's like this. I'm Tony Katz.